Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is the show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. You had you suggested this topic. Well, maybe we should kick around predicting playoff teams. I think it's really hard. Are the Braves going to be a playoff team next year? They won the World Series. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Mets want to make something happen. Yep. The Nationals won two years yeah, ago, exactly. And Juan Soto is one of the I don't know one of the twenty best players in the in the league. Well, the Phillies have the MVP. <laughs> And the Phillies have the MVP. I mean, Though I guess the Nationals did get rid of everybody. Except for everybody's so, gone. Except for Soto. Except for Soto. Everybody's gone. But Trey Turner is, you know, is gone. Well. Scherzer is gone. But that, that division's gonna be hard. Mets. Mets are gonna try. No, I would say let, let's go. Okay, yeah. Let's let's go through the through these. So you think who who's gonna win the, the um NL East? That, that why would we start with the NL East? The NL East is the hardest one to predict, I think. Because we we're just talking about it. We're talking about it. It's like, it's like let's wrap this. I you know what? I'm gonna pick the Mets, I think. Whoa. I mean I I, I like if they don't do it now, I'll just say this right now. I'm picking the Mets right now. If they don't do it this year, I will never, ever, ever pick the Mets again. Because <laughs> they've invested so heavily now. I'll pick the Braves to come back. Well, it's, this is it's going to look stupid if they. My pick is going to look stupid if the Braves re-sign three quarters of their team, right? Freeman, yeah, and Morton, yep, and one of the outfielders, right. So I'm going to look. I'm going to look dumb if that happens. So I'm, this is all predicated on, you know, pre-lockout. We have no idea what's going to happen, but we know the Mets invested. So Rosario Duvall, they. Rosario, Duvall, or Soler. If they re-sign one of those, they're, they're golden. You think right? one is enough? Well, if they re-sign them and they produce at the same rate that they produced in the last month, when's Acuna coming back? Is he coming back? I thought he's. I thought he was going to supposed to be back for the start of the season. Okay, so that was a long. So let's just buzz through these. Let's do NL Central. Milwaukee, Milwaukee won last year. Pittsburgh was horrible last year. I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna sit on Milwaukee again. I think. All right, I'll go with the. I'll go with the cards. Wow. Uh, NL West: San Francisco wins 107 games. LA wins 106. This is gonna be fun. You're gonna pick San Diego with the Dodgers. <laughs> no, I'm gonna pick Dodgers. I just. All right. Who'd you pick? Dodgers. Yeah. yeah. All right. AL East: Tampa Bay wins 100 games. <laughs> Baltimore loses 110 games. Very impressive. Uh, I'm going to go with consistency, though. I'm going to put it on the Red Sox here. Ooh, I'm going to go Rays. It's not going to be the Rays. Uh, AL Central. Wow, not a lot of wins in the AL Central this year. Well, more wins than the NL East. Uh, <laughs> Chicago White Sox top the table with 93 wins. Um, <laughs> the Cleveland, now we have to remember the Guardians. Guardians. Uh, 80, where, <laughs> well, Chicago was the only team above 500. They didn't do anything. <laughs> they didn't do anything. No one else is investing. It's got to be Chicago. 
Oh, I went with Sox too. I'll go with Sox. Uh, okay, we got to finish AL West. Houston won the division this. Houston won the division this year. Ninety-five wins. I, I don't. I this one actually. I take it back. I, I thought NL East was hard. AL West. I think I'm gonna. I want to pick Seattle very badly. <laughs> I'm gonna pick the Angels. I'm gonna say that the Angels finally put something together. I mean, they've. Is, is Syndergaard gonna? I mean, like a thirty-two games again, here. It's, it's the same. I'm making the same argument that I'm making for the Mets, which is that they're they're pushing. They're they're doing a large wager on <laughs> on their what their first two cards in poker, right? <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So. I've got pocket jacks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go here. Yeah. That's what I feel like. Um, uh, what was what's, okay? I'll go with you. I'll go with you on the Angels because okay. anybody who knows better doesn't know. But I would say, um, wild card. My guess would be the Astros are coming back. Astros would be fine. I think them as a wild card. If I had to pick the two wild cards, since we have to do two, I would say it'd be Houston, and I would do Rays. I'd probably go. I'm gonna go Astros and Yankees. Astros Yankees is smart. On the NL side, I'd do. I'm gonna do St. Louis, and I'm gonna do San Diego. They have to put it together. Okay, that's funny. So I got the... I, I think Brewers are going to come back. So I, I, I'm i going to have the Brewers in as a wild card. And then you said you said San Diego? And San Diego. Again, again, one of these... I mean, if they keep investing at this level, one of these years, it's got to hit. Famous last words, but... Neither of us have the Giants. They won 107 games last year. I still think it's a mirage. When did the Twins win 100 games? 2019? Yeah. Twenty. Yeah. Because they don't look like they're they won a hundred games in the last three years. No, they do not. So I think I feel like that's what we're seeing. Okay, so you said Padres and ah, who am I gonna have? Why not Philly? Philly's good. Philly's a good choice. Like why not? All right, let's chat Wheel of Time. Second to last episode in you know if you were following traditional Game of Thrones style, this would have been the biggest episode of the season. An ultimate <sighs> episode, yeah. I'm feel if if this was the biggest episode of the season, I think I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna feel a little bit let down. There was a lot that happened, a lot of cool stuff that happened in this episode, but it wasn't it wasn't Battle of Blackwater Bay level, like no. Game of Thrones, right? Which is which is I think this last episode is gonna be a long one though. You, I bet you this last one's gonna be a long one. It has to be. There's a lot that has to happen, <laughs> at least based on where we are estimating they get to at the end of season one. We're going to meet at least one Forsaken in the next episode. Like, and know that it's a Forsaken. Well, they, when the show wants to reveal some information, it's it's right there. So, the and what I'm thinking of specifically is... I just thought I saw Patton Fane. You mean that? That. I, <laughs> I was thinking about how Perrin is apparently in love with Egwene, which was never discussed at all before... The minute it was thrown down in the middle of an argument. <laughs> yeah. Super compounded relative to the books because he had a wife <laughs> that he killed. <laughs> <laughs> not only did this not happen in the books, it's made even worse. You like even jump over like that piece of it because like and you gave her, you gave him a wife. Yep. I, I don't know. I don't know why we're adding that love triangle. But what I, what I was really thinking is. It's been 
I don't feel like the breadcrumb trail to Rand being the last dragon was obvious. And then, no. and then suddenly in this episode, boom, done. It is. I know a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the things the subtlety of a book is so much better where yeah. you start. And they, I, I mean, they did try to do what they, what they did in the books where they start the book and you're following Rand and you're like, this has got to be the most important person there is. Yeah. So you have that seed laid, yep. and they try to do that in the show. And then you're following all these other people in the books. Like he does, uh, Bob Jordan does the same thing that Martin does, mm-hmm. which is like follow different characters. You get to see inside their head, which you don't really get in Tolkien the same way. But over the course of that book, you're like, ooh, maybe it is Perrin. Ooh, maybe it is Matt. Pretty sure if I recall correctly that it was never any assumption that Nynaeve or... or Wing could be the dragon, but I like the way that they've done it in the show. That's fine. But here, yeah, and then they just sort of like they just turn the switch. Everybody, I know that they're trying to do the like, oh hey, look at Matt, look at Matt, yep. look yep. at Matt, hey, look at Matt, and even Perrin, like, ooh, he's weird. And Rand has shown nothing except for the like obvious clue of him knocking down that door. I, yeah, I, I think I think it's only obvious in the sense of how unobvious it is, right? Because the show took pains to not make. Mm-hmm not make Rand seem like a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Except for, I guess, Loyal being like, you've got red hair. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah. I know. You The whole aisle thing, and then we start the episode, yeah. and we get to see, we get to see an aisle on the, on the, um, was it Mount Doom? What is it, it Mount, called? I think it's Mount Dragon, isn't it? Dragon Mount? Dragon Mount, right, Dragon Mount. Wow, was I mean like that's that's commitment. That was impressive being in labor and fighting off all those soldiers. That was impressive. I mean, <laughs> I I thought the episode construction was really interesting in the sense that all of the action was in the first twenty minutes. Yeah, and then there's a lot of talking. Yeah, a lot of talking, a lot of off-screen people getting together. I am waiting to get an angry text message from our mutual acquaintance saying that's another shacking up that didn't happen at that point. Yep. At least this one is like at that point. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I don't know. I was, ha- I was, I, I was mostly happy with this episode, I think, but I, yeah, it was pretty good. I felt- another set the table episode. Yep, exactly. For the next, we'll see what the payoff is. All right. Let's quickly buzz through, uh, EPL here. We had four, Got three of four here. Missed Chelsea and over Everton. They drew. Liverpool over Nel- over Newcastle. Excellent. Man City over Newcastle. Excellent. Arsenal over Leeds. Got it. We still- well, we know <laughs> we we picked the bad team losing. We did. And you um you've offered a a similar slate I think for for this upcoming week. Well, no, I these are the based on our rules the current stayaways. These are the only ones we can do. These are the only ones we can do. Well, I mean, I'm loving Liverpool leads over Leeds, loving Man okay. City over Leicester. It gets a little gets a little dicier from there. I think you do um, love Man City over Leicester. You don't think that the Barrage can? I do not. I mean, we could do Burnley Everton, and then that'll be the uh, if if Everton screws us up, they're gonna they're gonna hit the stay away list. Yeah, let's do let's. All right, so I think you have a couple updates for me on the draft bot. All right, yeah, and this won't be a, th- a thick section, but uh, last week we talked about um, putting together the more work into the synthetic drafting, um, synthetic drafting, aka the, uh, the 
the agent-based picking of players for a week, for a season, et cetera. Um, I was able to add the next step. This is, this is going nice and slow. But the next step in the process, as I said, was to be able to score um, the results of the draft for a predicated amount of uh, – predicated? No, that's not the right term. For a uh, prescribed time period. All right, so you've made a few of these now looking at strikeouts, wins, and tote rank, total rank. I'm not seeing any trends. There's no clear. There's no clear trend. So we're gonna to have to start looking at the data. On, at the data. Yeah, I mean, our, our hope was that just to bring everyone onto the same page. Our hope was that if you ran one of these drafts or ran, you know, a hundred of these drafts or some number, that what you would see would be a trend with draft position and what the statistics that you accumulated in a week would be. And that would tell you, okay, we should do more weighting towards the last week if you want to get runs, or if you want to get wins, or if you want to get strikeouts, or you should think about preseason if you want to get strikeouts. And we're not seeing that. So now we have to go. Now we have to go to the next level. I guess what happens if you plot like win, uh, not wins, but run, uh, not runs, strikeouts versus ERA? Do you get? Do you? Do we see a trend there, or is that also a scatter plot? If we ignore where guys were drafted or how guys were drafted, there's what's funny though is that there seems to be something here. There's there's a pattern, but it's not simple, and it's it's not nearly as um, there's a pattern, but it, it's not simple, and it's also not like so stark. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think there are things we can do. There are line fits that we can do to take into account all of these uncertainties i think but they're going to take some they're going to take some doing i think we just have a lot of information right now yeah okay so ear is a function of strikeouts okay that's actually interesting pretty independent of strikeouts for the most part except for if you get very low number of strikeouts you're going to have a very high era (laughs) (laughs) that's actually funny so that says there are weeks where the wheels come off but there's, there appears to be no penalty for maximizing your strikeouts. No penalty for it? Yeah, in the sense that I would have thought that if you... Strikeouts correlate with innings pitched for the most part. I would have thought that if you threw out a ton of pitchers, you would incur, you would incur some penalty in ERA. But that's not obvious because there's no... Yeah, we can do a fit line through this, but I, I do think that the, the trend is actually downwards, as you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of like, it's sort of like a funnel towards three. Yeah, I think three appears to be an attractor in the ERA world. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Okay. We got some more work to do. We have some analysis to do. So I think the next order of business is for you Actually to... getting these corner plots and putting the some... plots. And getting the actual numbers underneath this. We're doing this by eye right now, and there, there might be more correlation than we're expecting, or less. But also, this does... You know, if the hypothesis is that we have to state a hypothesis here and then test against that. And one of the soft hypotheses that we have is that draft position matters. Yeah. Which it might not. Which is, I guess, good for fairness. Yeah. Right? But might also mean that, like, picking first doesn't matter. Well, I have implemented this into... One of the other things that I did this week was actually implemented into a snake draft because it was, Uh, like, a a set. Um, So there was a, a weighting towards first teams in that um that's interesting 
okay. So so we proved the result that a snake draft is more fair. <laughs> well, yeah, if you go back up to the strikeouts as a function of, like, draft position, you do see some of these are tighter than, than others. Like, look at how much tighter 8 is, the distribution yeah. of that. Yeah, agreed. And 9. Whereas, like, number 14, well, number 2, which is a third pick, never does well. No. And I, is actually probably the worst, has the worst score across the, all of this. That's very interesting. Yeah, the balance is, For is all wrong. The balance is all wrong there. We do so. We have tote. So this is the, so. If we go to the tote rank by team draft. Eight has a similar. I guess we should probably have the like box and whisker on this. I think we got a box and whisker this too. Yeah, box box and whisker. Love it. Yeah, and we need to have some real hypotheses that we throw out this to figure out if the null hypothesis. If we can disprove the null All hypothesis, right. then move on. Let's think hypothesis. Sounds good to me. I think that about brings us to the review session. Ha Sung Kim. Ha Sung Kim. Yeah. Ha Sung Kim, uh, he, we, we only have one year of track record here for him that we know, right? Because he played in the Korean Baseball League. So 2021, played appearances. He only clocks in with 298. In that, he gets 27 runs, 8 home runs, 34 RBIs, and a 6 stolen bases, and a 202 average. That's not good. So there's some stuff that he could improve (laughs) here. Uh, But of the stats that StatCast uh, put in percentile rankings, he's really high. Yeah, there's a reason why the Padres have him. Yeah, we only got three things from MLB uh, percentile rankings this year. Max X of velocity, sprint speed, outs above average. They're all above the 80th percentile. All good, yeah. Which is pretty good. So we we can be confident that he's a fast guy. That's Mm -hmm. fine. But is this going to be a Billy Hamilton situation? I mean, a 202 average with a lot of speed makes me instantly worry this guy's never going to get playing time. I mean, he got eight home runs and 300 plate appearances. That's not Billy Hamilton. Well... Okay, good point. All to the same, all to the same field. He must have hit him. <laughs> yeah. So he is it. Wow. <laughs> so he is he, right-handed. He is he's fully right-handed. Pulling, okay. pulling the ball. I mean, you can even his whole spray chart is pulling, right? Even his doubles. Are I did load game. random home run like two in a row, and they were both yeah. like right by the foul pole. One hit the foul pole. <laughs> one was right by it. So it's like I mean, you, like all of his doubles are just straight down the line. So. I could see I could see him getting subjected to some pretty nasty shifts. Maybe bring him to Boston and uh, have him ping it off the wall all the time. Everybody loves Did that. He, I mean, he's he's fast, right? He could he could rack up doubles that way for sure. Yeah, yeah. So well, yeah. They signed him. Okay, they signed him the thirty first of December last year. So, the Padres. That is the biggest concern for me with him is going to be playing time in San Diego. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, isn't he a shortstop? Um, and he's not even, he's like not even number two on the depth chart. So, but, but I mean, right. So he's not, but, but he's not even number two on the depth chart, but he's still got 300 plate appearances this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, is this a guy where you could imagine the Padres unloading him for other pieces though? What is he, um, is someone, but someone would have to trade for him and think that he was valuable. So get to get him back in a, in a, a pickup for like a potential like an all star caliber uh, all star caliber player, which we don't think that that's true. He needs to have some playing time to show his his stripes. 
I think there's more likely that they're going to transition him to the outfield because that outfield has not been that great. And a lot of short, a lot of shortstops, when they need to, get moved in the outfield, and then they're above average defend uh, defensively. What what is his? Let's see. What are his defensive metrics? Is he? He's fine. <laughs> we don't have. We again don't have much to go on. No. He, I, I mean, I do. Fine. There are a couple of the uh, load random videos they talked about. He was a defensive replacement. At least two of them did. So, but on that team, like there's. If like Myers is playing third base or something like that, yeah, you need a defensive replacement. <laughs> yeah, uh, looking at this, he's he's looking at his, the Statcast fielding. He's fine. He's actively fine, and that's it. I mean, he'd be a good piece on another team that that had a bad shortstop. But okay, whatever. That's that's real baseball. Let's talk fantasy baseball. Is there a reason to own him fantasy wise next year? No. Okay. No. We we don't need it. We really don't need to talk about him. He's it's kind of interesting. It's a name that you want to put out there, but but I don't think that he's I don't think you, that you he's there's any reason to draft him even with a flyer. No. But maybe mm-hmm. you want to have his name in the back of your head for waiver wires because um Tatis made a glass. And that team has had a whole bunch of injury problems. So he got 300 plate appearances. He ended up he getting 300 plate appearances. So, yeah. I agree with He's you. He's got a if, good mix of speed of power and speed. He could I mean if he if he was on a team that just needed to play people like he he might and he got up to 400 plate appearances like you could see this being like a 15-15 guy. Well, let's just say right. I mean, some of this is I I think he's going to be better. I I agree with you in general. Don't draft him. Watch him on the waiver wire. See if he gets. See if he's going to get play time, playing time. You got to ride his playing time. But this is his first year in MLB pitching. He's yeah. not that old. He's twenty six. I mean, I I think there's a there is a way to see him improve significantly next year. Yeah, I don't think this is the last time that we're ever going to talk about him. Okay. All right. That's all I wanted to check in on. Yeah. But I but I agree with you fundamentally. Don't draft him. Go pick him up on waiver wire if you need. To plug a Hassan Kim shaped hole. <laughs> that's a, that's a very small hole. He's five nine one sixty eight. How do you think he runs so fast? Yeah, Ooh, it's funny because he actually he fills up the strike zone a little bit. Um, when I saw that, Agreed. compared to like how much he fills up the strike zone, that's crazy. He just but he's standing upright and he's like the same height as like Big Poppy crouching. You know. <laughs> yeah. There are other players that do that too. Who are we going to do next time? Well, sort of impromptuly, we're going to talk about Wander Franco, who we're we're kicking off our prospects idea, I guess. I, well, no this this was the person we were supposed to do. He was on the list. He was the next. I, one I know. No, I, I know. But I'm saying it, it's it's transitioning us into our plan to talk about prospects. Oh, we'll talk about. Well, let's talk about prospects. All right, Wander Franco's up next. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All I've got left is we're select to you, buddy. We're select to you, too. Yeah.